Well, isn't it great when Hello, they love it. What if you'd open your Bible with me, and we're going to look at just three verses in the in the Bible. Let's look in uh, Isaiah forty-nine. I want to share with you something just that I thought would be appropriate for Mother's Day. Something the Lord dropped into my heart. Isaiah chapter forty-nine. And our children, out you go. Have a great time. <laughs> well, today we're, our focus is on honouring mothers. And uh, honour is a gift you give to someone. And uh, while you could say, well, it's right to honour your mother every day, and it is true, it's great that we have a day where we say, listen, we're going to make a special fuss on mum. And uh, for, for mothers today, there'll be mixed feelings. And uh, for some, this will be a day which will stir difficult emotions or painful emotions. If someone lost their mother this year, this would be a time of... Hello. For a little bit, and we'll see if we can get rid of that. Uh, if you lost a mother this year, then this is a time when emotions will be painful and raw because anything like this reminds you of your loss. And uh, there may be others who've lost a child. So for you, a Mother's Day is a reminder of the loss. So while we can be here and celebrate, often there's very, very mixed feelings that are in any kind of uh, meeting or celebration like this. But there's others who are really rejoicing. And uh, we want to rejoice with you today and celebrate with you today. Grandmothers who are celebrating being a grandmother, some great-grandmothers. We've got, uh, we've got some uh, mothers uh, whose kids have left home. How many mothers have kids left home? You're just mums without... Whoa, that's a number of you. Whoa, the smiley ones. <laughs> and then there's some uh, other ones there, the, the, the mothers of teens. Have we got any mothers of teens here today? Whoa, there's... There's the worried ones. Just notice those hands and pray for them afterwards. That's right. The mothers are saying, great season in life. And uh, then there'll be mothers of those who are primary school. How many mothers have got children at primary school? Well, there's some there too. And uh, then there'll be mothers who'll have their children at preschool. How many got at preschool? Some here today at preschool. Wow. There we go. And uh, so there'll be mothers of newborn and mothers. Have we got any mothers to be here? Anyone that's just, you're not telling. <laughs> it's too soon to tell. No good way. So we just want to celebrate you as mothers today and honour you and for, the, for, the, uh, for what you give into family that shapes a generation. No dad can do it. It's only a mum can do it. And uh, as I was saying, I want to share, the Lord dropped this particular verse into me today. When we think about God, we have many ideas and concepts about what God is like. But uh, the Bible reveals what he's like. And so there's many ways that God reveals himself. He's uh, not that simple that just one little thing will give away what he's like. And so God has many facets to him. So if we want to know what God is like, we look at Jesus Christ and his ministry and how he represented God. And the Bible says in him was the fullness of God. But often when we think of God, we just think male. And the Bible says God created man and woman in his own image. So when we see man and woman... Together they represent the nature of God. The man doesn't on his own and the woman doesn't on his own. Each one has got something that represents what God is like. So I want to show you this verse here and uh, uh, we'll read it off in, in Isaiah chapter 49. And let's see if I can find where we start. Isaiah 49 and around about verse, uh, we'll try to verse 13. Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, and break forth into singing, O mountains. For the Lord has comforted his people and will have of mercy on his affliction. Is afflicted. So what God's doing is he's speaking to Israel in a time of great difficulty, pressures. Uh, they're in a place of captivity. They're not enjoying life as God intended it to be. But God is saying rejoice because he's made provision for all of this to change. 
And uh, so uh, God's calling his people to stir up out of the place of difficulty and pressure in their life and to set their eyes on him because he's announcing through a prophet that your situation, I have already set in place what is required to change it. It's true, Jesus Christ, when he died on the cross, has set in motion all that's needed to change the life of every person in this world. We just have to make a response. And so here's the response. And the response is in verse 14, but Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me, my Lord has forgotten me. So even though God is saying, here's the great news, I've made provision for you to rejoice because I've turned away and overcome the problems and made provision for you. Nevertheless, the thinking, the mentality, the emotions is, this is what she's saying. She's saying, very simply, she's saying, the Lord has forsaken me or abandoned me. The Lord has forgotten me. The word forsaken means I've been abandoned. I've been cast off like someone who's unwanted. And the word forgotten means to let go out of the mind or it indicates I don't care about you. I don't even bother to think about you anymore. So the mindset that the church has or the mindset these people have got is like this. I don't know about God. It seems to me like he's just abandoned me. He's left me in a mess. He doesn't care about me and he doesn't even think about me. Now that's a painful state to be in, to think and to live your life that God does not care about you, that God has abandoned you, that you're on your own in life, and you're having to go through life trying to find your way on your own without the help of God. So this is what God says. I want This is the bit we're going to look at today. It's an amazing verse. That's what he says. Remember, he's responding to people complaining God has abandoned and forgotten them. And this is what he says. He says, can a woman forget the child she's breastfeeding? Can a woman not have com- or would a wo- no one not have compassion on the son of her womb? In other words, he's using a picture to say what he is like, and here's what he says: Yeah, well, they may forget. As, now, there's no mum I know forgets about their babies. He said, Well, they may forget, but I never forget. Oh, wasn't that an amazing promise? I will not forget you. And then he uses another picture. He says, I've actually written you and engraved you on both palms of my hands. Now, here's an interesting thing. When you write something on your hands because you want to remember it, you don't want to forget it. You know, you've got something there and you remember, oh, I've got to remember to do that. What will I do? I know, I'll write it on my hand. How many have you written stuff on your hand? You've written stuff on your hand. You've written on your hand because you didn't want to forget it because you thought you might forget it and I won't forget it. So it's like God saying, he said, listen, I've got your print, I've got your picture uh, on both of my hands so I don't forget you. There's no way when I'm working, am I ever going to forget you? And that's what he says. I've graven you on the palms of my hand. Your walls are continually before me. So he's speaking of a city, but when he's talking about walls, he's talking about the boundaries that protect you. In other words, he's talking about safety. He said, your safety and uh, your welfare is of my prime interest. And then he says, lift up your eyes around about. Now, I'm just going to pick up that verse there and just open up two or three things related to that verse. And uh, just about what God is like. See, Many people live with this thing that God does not care about me. God is not interested in me. Or if to put it in modern Facebook terms, I've been unfriended by God. <laughs> unfriended, you know. God's not there. He doesn't care about me. But this is not true. It's a very painful feeling. But here's the truth. Here's the truth. And this is, uh, this is what this verse is saying. saying, a mother's care for her child is an image and a picture of how God cares about you. Now, I was interested to see that Sue's chose today a whole lot of theme of, of, of God's love for us. So let me just identify four simple things about a mother. Here's the question. 
Can a mother forget her nursing child? Answer, no way. Absolutely no way. So he's using a picture of the breastfeeding mother to say, listen, a mother won't forget a child, I won't forget you either. Now let me just give you several things that you can pick from this picture here. Now, we've of course had many, many children, and so uh, I've, I've seen what it's like, and I've seen how Joy's life altered completely when a new baby comes. In fact, the whole family focus changes the moment a new baby comes into the house. Isn't that right? Ma'am, isn't that right? You've got to take a different kind of positioning. <laughs> Your life has changed too. And for a woman, of course, her whole body has changed. She's carried this life in her womb for nine months. She's uh, felt the movements of the child. She's felt connected to the child. Uh, her body has changed during that period. She's come to a place where she's anticipating, looking forward, and absolutely longing for that child. There, and so, so here's several things that I thought about, about what God is like. Number one, he constantly thinks about us. That's the first thing. Now, a mother who's about to have a baby, you know what? She's constantly thinking about that baby. In fact, she's actually making, she's always thinking about the baby, thinking about what the baby will be like. Will it be a male? Will it be a female? What will this baby be like? What will he look like? What are eyes? And so, mama's continue. and of course, as the baby gets near arrival, she's even more thinking about that baby. And after the baby's come, now, I don't know about, uh, about uh, many other women here, but I do know my wife was thinking about them all the time. It's like your whole world has changed because now you have a new arrival who's dependent and needs you and so you're thinking about that baby all the time. So what God is wanting us to know is he thinks about you all the time just like a mother would a baby. Here's a verse to support it. One, Psalm 139 verse 17, How precious are your thoughts to me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I count them, they are beyond number even more than the sand. How about that? God thinks about you constantly. Right now, he's thinking about you. Mother's concerned about the child's safety. And so God says, your walls, and he's looking at the picture of a, of a city that needed walls to defend. He said, I'm continually concerned about your safety. Now, you notice, you've been around a mum. They're always worried about that baby's being kept safe. There's no hot jugs near it. There's nothing, there's not too near the fire. And put in the carts, put in right. Mums are always concerned about the baby's safety. So God's concerned and thinks about a child, he thinks about you all the time. Here's the second thing. The second thing is, he is bonded in love to you. Now, when, you, when a child is growing in a mother's womb, there's a tremendous bond formed between the mother and the child. There's a bond formed in the womb. The child feels the mother's spirit. The child feels the mother's attitude. In fact, even the very desires of the mother for the child or against the child, the child feels and responds to. So, Already in the womb, there's an immense bonding takes place. So before the child comes out, the most nat when the child emerges, the most natural thing is for the child to be embraced. There is already a bond. And if you ever watch little children, I, I watch how there's no way you can get them away from mum. Even if you get them away for a little bit, they're just looking around, where's mum? They don't want to be separate. There is a bond that forms. Now, get this is what the Bible says about what God is like. In 1 Corinthians 6 verse 17, it said, he that is joined to the Lord. In other words, if you've become a Christian to believe and receive Christ into your life, you are one spirit or you are bonded to him. You are deeply connected to him. He is deeply connected to you. So, well, I think he's forgotten me. No, 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 no. He thinks about you all the time and he's bonded to you. He's connected to you. Just like a mother is to a child, uh, thinks about the child and is bonded to the child, God thinks about you and is bonded to you. Here's another thought. And he said, 
the, the next one is this. He's responsive to our cries. Now, I don't know if you've watched mums. When the, you can have a whole room full of babies, but when our baby cries, mum knows straight away. She can pick the cry. Mums know the cry of their own child. And not, not, not only that, that the moment a child cries, mum is wanting to do something straight away. There's an immediate response when she hears the cry of the child to do something. Of course, you've got to manage that. You've got to train the children so that they don't, you just don't respond every time they cry. But a mother is always alert to the cries. Now, that's what the Bible says about God. He said in Psalm 34, verse 6, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and delivered him out of all of his fears. In Jeremiah 33, if you call to me, I will answer you. So here's another thing about God. Not only is he... He's got thinking about us all the time, not only bonded to us, but when you call out to him, he's listening for your voice. It's incredibly important to understand that God does listen to your voice. Oh, well, I don't think he does. It seems like he's left me. Maybe he's forgotten me. No, 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 no. None of that is true. He is listening to your cry. So open your voice. Begin to talk to him. Tell him about your needs. Engage him and involve him. Because just when a child cries, the mother will immediately want to get up and do something likewise, when we cry out, God wants to do something too. And here's the fourth thing. There's probably many more, but here's the fourth thing. I'll just finish with it, and that's that, is that God reaches out to comfort us. God reaches out to comfort us. It doesn't mean everyone gets comforted, but God will reach out. Now, think about this. When a child is distressed, what is the most natural thing a mother does? They don't even, they don't even stop to think. They just automatically go around, pick the child up in their arms, hold on to them, and comfort them reassure them, and they comfort them usually with words or touch. But there's always touch involved. You notice that? There's a hug, there's touch, and there's a connection, and there's some reassurance given. And you know you can have a child crying, and the mum picks them up, whoop, they're just quiet straight away. It's just all I wanted was comfort and reassurance and touch. And the Bible is very, very clear. This is what God is like. Look at this in Isaiah 66. God says, as one whom his mother comforts, so will I comfort you. So whatever distress you're in, the heart of God is to come to you and comfort you, to come near to you, engage with you, and to help you through your distress. When you comfort someone, the distress they feel subsides, and the person becomes calm again and comes to peace again. Now, you think about the situations in your life where you've been distressed by something, upset by something, anxious about something, in turmoil about something, just in the same way that a mother would gather up the child, speak words and touch and comfort and reassure the child and bring them into a place of safety, that's what God wants to do in that place of distress. wants to come to you and minister to you in exactly the same way. It's not easy for us to conceive of that aspect of God. We tend to think of the warrior side. We tend to think of the mighty works, the mighty act. And what we overlook completely is there a, there's a, an aspect of God's nature which is revealed through a woman who bears a child and nurtures and raises a child. It's the most amazing thing. Great honor today, all of you who are mothers, there's something in you and the way you respond now that reveals what God is like. How about that? What you do naturally is also a reflection of what God's heart is to his people. Isn't it amazing how we can see from nature the things that God does. This is what it says, the Holy Spirit is a comforter. He's called the great comforter. He comes to engage with us, speak words and touch us with his presence and bring release. All we have to do is to reach out to him. Notice the last one here, I've inscribed you on the palms of my hands so I won't forget you. 
God never forgets you. Isn't that amazing? So how could we respond to that? Here's the first thing we could respond. The first way we could respond today is, is this. And that is make a decision to become connected to God to receive Jesus Christ. If you don't know the Lord, you're not a child of God. So you're not in that kind of relationship where God can connect with you and help you in the ways I've described. But Jesus said, everyone who received him, he gave power to become a child of God. He gave the right and privilege to enter into a relationship where God is a father and a mother to me, where God touches my life and helps me in times of distress. What a great decision you could make today to give your life to Jesus Christ. There may be someone here today and that's right where you are. I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond in a moment. Here's a second decision you could make, second choice you could make. When we began that passage, we shared the thinking that Zion had was this, that God doesn't care about me and God's not interested in me. I'm on my own. I'm struggling in life. That sense of abandonment and struggle and feeling alone. And God began to systematically reassure, no, this is, I've got you in my hand. I've got you. I've got your number. I've got you. I'm concerned about you. So here's the thing. If you're struggling with those kind of emotions and thoughts, you need to realize they're a lie. God does know you. God does care about you. And he hasn't abandoned you. And he's interested in your welfare. I encourage you to do this if you're struggling with those kind of thoughts right now, feeling like I'm alone, I'm struggling, God isn't interested, he's forgotten me. Why don't you recognize that as a lie from the devil? Take the truth of God's word, I will not forget you, and step up and confront the lie and begin to start to hold God's word and put your, put your faith in what God says, not in the thing you're feeling. Sometimes those feelings of being abandoned and forgotten come from painful family experiences. Ask God to show you where they've come from and, and bring them up and forgive the people involved and then hold what God says. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I am with you. I am for you. There's scripture after scripture that says the truth. God is with us. God is for us. And finally, the last thing we can do, I just, you know, this was something I just, the, the, this passage that the Lord opened to me, and I thought, isn't it amazing how a woman as a mother can represent what God is like? I think it'd be great today to honor the mothers in very practical ways. Find a way that you can honor a mother who let her body change and went through all uncomfortable things so she could give birth, host a life, give birth to a life. She totally gave up what she was doing so she could nurture, care, and provide an element that represents exactly what God is like with us. I just want to honor mothers today. I think mothers, you're amazing. Mothers, you're awesome. I really believe you're fantastic and that you represent an aspect of what God is like. And we want to honor you today. So I encourage everyone here, if you've got a mum at home, you've got a mum connected to, make the decision to connect and honor them and value them today. We just finish up. Close your eyes just for a moment. Is there any person here wishing to receive Jesus Christ, make a decision openly and publicly to give their life to Christ? I'd just like you to raise your hand right now. Would you do that? Any person here, just at that place, we'd like to make a decision to receive Jesus would you like to raise your hand? I want to pray with you specifically for your life to be touched by God. God bless one there. Anyone else? Is there anyone else here today ready to make that decision? Would you just raise your hand? Most important decision in your life to connect with God, become what the Bible calls born again, started off in you. Is there anyone else today? Anyone else today? Well, I'm excited for you. Princess, is that what it was? Princess, God bless you. Hey, church, why don't we stand up and give Princess a clap. She's going to come up. We're going to pray for her. Come on. Come on now. Those who are with her, come on up with her.
Come on, church, let's stand. This is a great thing when someone comes to Christ. You may have done this privately today. It's out in the open. Jesus said, if you confess me before man, I confess you before my Father in heaven. Hey, we're going to lead you in a prayer, a simple prayer. And it's just an open prayer that we'll pray that it's a prayer to receive Jesus. Church, I'd love you to pray this prayer with me. We're ready. Just listen and follow me in this prayer. Father in heaven, I come to you in Jesus' name. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. Today I turn away from sin. I turn to you, Lord Jesus. I receive you as my Savior. I ask you to forgive all my sins and give me a fresh start. I receive your Spirit into my life and I give you my life today. Before heaven and earth I declare Jesus Christ is my Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, I just thank you for Princess. Father, I just pray you'll bless her and touch her right now. Father, pour your love upon her life. Pour healing into her heart. You know, I just feel the Lord telling me right now that that message I had today was just for you. That you've known what it's like to be abandoned, forgotten, and to struggle through life on your own the Lord wants you to know today how much he loves you he wants you to know his, your life is in his hands that today's a new day for you a day of new beginnings and he has much prepared for you I feel the Lord showing me that you're very creative this dance this music inside you this things that you just love see no one told me that God's telling me that and God put it in you and I see you training and developing. Not, not just cruising along like you've done. You just haven't had anyone to believe in you and to stand with you and to say, hey, you could really be something. You could really do something. God wants you to know he believes in you. He put these gifts in your life. And he, he wants you to develop them and to emerge with a story to tell of his love and of his grace in your life. Amen.